Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And in a few minutes you're going to hear music and you're going to hear this incredible interview from my friend Anna Maria Vasquez. She interviewed me. Anna Maria is the author of Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes. And her last name is Vasquez. And she interviewed me about my book, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. And you can get both those books on Amazon as well as any of the books in the Common Sentient series. We've been getting incredible feedback on them. People are loving the books, loving the experiential part of the books as well so they can have the experiences themselves and the stories and just how they are laid out. So I really do hope you go and purchase a book and share it with your friends as well because my goal with this book, my goal with my podcast, is to reach many people so people can start not feeling so alone. As I've been hearing from many of you, and it's so exciting for me when someone appears on my social media and they contact me and they're like, and I don't know them, and they're like, I've been listening to your podcast and I love it. And a few people from my community have told me how they have to pull over when they're driving so they can take notes. And it really makes me so happy that what my guides are saying through me, especially when I'm doing story and sharing my stories, it's really my guides talking through me. It really makes me happy that people are feeling what I feel pretty much on an everyday basis. And when you're going through things that are difficult, not feeling alone and being able to reach out into the unknown and feel the support and understand what the symbolism means and how synchronicity is working in your life and leaning into your guides. So if we can get more people to play in this field, I feel like it'll have such an incredible impact in so many different areas that we can't even imagine. There's so many people out there that are suffering, whether it's with divorce or losing someone they love or switching jobs or wanting to switch careers and whatever's going on in their life. And I, I know what the unseen support has done for me in my life. I say unseen, even though I see them. Um, and I'm just hoping that we can continue to get this message out there to help others so that they don't feel alone because we all know what it's like to feel alone and sad and really desperate at times, right? When things happen. So rate, review, share, subscribe. It really helps me to get this podcast out. And if you buy the book, please share a, a review of what it's done for you because somebody may have the courage to go and buy the book because of something that you said. And I feel we're all teachers. And by you saying something, even if it's a review on the podcast or a review in Amazon, but you sharing your personal story about what it's done for you can help somebody not feel alone and help somebody to have a tool or a technique that may help them in their life. So um, I just wanted to share that with you. You'll probably hear me say that again in a couple of other intros. And in the meantime, you're going to hear a little music and then go into a really fun interview with my good friend, Anna Maria. I absolutely adore her. And if you haven't seen her book, go check out her book and check out mine. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, sweet souls. It's me, Anna Maria, your multi-sensory animal and nature intuitive, and welcome to What's Up Wednesday. This is our freestyle way for our tribe to come together every other week and talk about energy, learn what's up, and get some clarity for you in your life today. 
And I'm super excited. I'm actually really giddy over here because today we have a special guest. We've got my soul sister here, uh, Marilyn Aloria, and she just published a book on God through the Common Sentience series. And I'm so excited for us to talk about this. Folks who in our tribe who already know Marilyn know that this is going to be fun. It's like Marilyn and I are two sides of the same coin. We just really flow with each other. We resonate. Folks in my tribe resonate with folks in her tribe and vice versa. So we are really going to have some fun talking about your guides, connecting to them, how you know you're doing it. Uh, we're also going to take some live questions from you about connecting with your guides. But before we get into any of that, let's start like we always do by getting here now. We have so many things that are pulling on our attention, telling us what's important. And it's important that we take this time to acknowledge ourselves for being here and for being interested in those aspects that are important to your soul. So bring your attention to your breath. Nice, long, slow, deep inhales through your nose. And nice, long, slow, and complete exhales through your mouth. You can even use sound to help move that energy that tends to get stuck in our bodies. Each breath moving us from that headspace, that space of strategizing and, and trying to figure it all out and just settling us down into that heart space. Settling us down into that heart space where our breath, coupled with our conscious intent, activates that heart coherence. Activating that heart coherence, which creates that bridge into the quantum realm, into that quantum field full of infinite possibilities Whereas in the 3D, you had limited or few possibilities. From that centered space in the field, call your awareness back down into your body. From the moment you open your eyes in the morning, your awareness becomes scattered. It goes into these limiting thought patterns of belief in your subconscious that drain your energy without you even knowing. And then, of course, we interact with others and they pull on our energy or we simply give it away. So just allow your energy, your power to come back down in through the top of your head. Let it run in front of that central channel that runs in front of your spine and behind your eyes. And I want you to make a mental note of how it is that you perceive this energy as I talk about it. Is it something that you're seeing in your mind's eye? or in the physical? Is it something that you're hearing in your mind's ear or in the physical? Maybe it's a physical sensation or an emotion you're experiencing. Perhaps you just know and trust that your energy is following my direction for your highest and best. These are huge clues to how you personally flow energy and how you receive the intuitive messages that are coming to you all of the time. Go ahead and pull that energy down into your legs and your feet. We're gonna cap it off at the eyebrows. 
And from here, all of us are being transported to the medicine wheel, this sacred stone circle surrounded by the trees, the mountains, the wildlife, feeling where you're drawn on the wheel. Is it the north side, the south side, east or west? And together, we come into union, alignment, and collaboration with all of Life Force Energy. We invoke and we activate our sacred alliance with the animals, the plants, the minerals, the elementals, the four directions, the four elements, the benevolent ancestors, the unseen high vibrational allies, our higher selves in the divine. And we just activate this grid here today for divine protection, insight, wisdom, healing, and guidance, that deeper connection to the divine through our guides, and landing in gratitude for the time and space to have these soulful conversations. Wiggling around in your seat a little bit so that you can be here now. Oh my goodness, sweet souls, I am delighted. I would just like to introduce Miss Marilyn Aloria. She is a psychic medium who helps you understand the language that your guides are speaking and helping you connect to them. Marilyn, welcome and congratulations on your new book. What an accomplishment. Thank you, Anna Maria. You know how much I adore and love you and so happy to be going on this journey with you as both of us being authors on this series. So yay, I'm glad I'm here. And I needed to hear everything you said because while you were saying all of that, the dog was barking. I was heading upstairs to get him in. Then I fell up the stairs. And I'm like, okay, get the dog in, sit down, listen to Anna Maria right now because the energy is wacky. So thank you for all of that too. Isn't that how it is? That's so amazing. You know, what I would like you to do, because we we know people are already doing this, they're like Googling you, would you just give your website so that folks know where they can find you and connect with you? Because I already know they're going to resonate with the things that you say and share, so I just want to have that out there for folks to be able to connect with you. Sure. So it's MarilynAloria.com, and I'll spell it. It's M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, like Marilyn Monroe. Aloria, A-L-A-U-R-I-A, A-L-A-U-R-I-A. I'm going to spell the whole thing again, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-A-L-A-U-R-I-A.com. Perfect. Did I lose you? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just making, giving people space to put their pens down. <laughs> and we're we're going to talk about your book. We're going to talk about connecting with guides. We're going to take questions from folks about their guides, about connecting with their guides. And can you just let folks know where they can get your book? Yeah. So my book is available um, on most major book sites, but you can go to MarilynAlori.com forward slash book, or even if you just go to MarilynLaurie.com, it's still on the front page, and you can click on that, and it'll tell you exactly where you can buy the book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other areas as well. So that's where you can get my book. All right. Now that we got all the housekeeping out of the way, <laughs> we checked all the boxes. Now we can have fun. And so I want to give folks some backstory, right? Because it's always fun to see behind the curtain a little bit on what's going on. So Marilyn and I have been friends for years now. I believe it started because I 
invited you on one of my summits about developing your intuition and we just instantly connected right like it felt like we had just always known each other and we speak the same right like we we come from the same space we're not we're no nonsense we tell it like it is we probably get ourselves into trouble for that but it's the only way that i know how to be and it's the most authentic way for me and i really get that from you as well so we had just you know organically been friends and colleagues and then um marilyn invited me or introduced me to uh to ariel who is the ceo for sacred stories media who is the publisher of the book but they also have a uh, they also do courses and so i was invited in to do uh to do a course and that led you know to more courses uh and, and for marilyn as well and then we were both approached to be uh authors in this common sentience series so it's a book of is it nine or is it 14 i keep saying nine but i think it's 14. yeah i don't even know i've lost track so i know that she has <laughs> yeah so i don't know i think mine is yeah. the fifth book in the series so um, yeah, so, so I know for sure, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be nine books in the whole, or 14 books in the whole series. Yeah. Mine was the third, and so it's about, the, each of the books comes at it from a different way of having these divine and mystical experiences kind of in our everyday life. And so, you know, Dr. Stephen Farmer did the one with animals, uh, I did the one on nature, Trisha McCannon did the one on angels. Now we've got Marilyn here on uh, guides. So it's really what I love about the series is it speaks to each people, like what lights you up? You know, like this was a great story. James, uh, my beloved, my Zen cowboy, his sister was so excited that I had written a book. So we sent her a copy of it and she liked it fine, right? But she even said, well, I didn't really get it, right? Like, and then we realized, well, that's not her language, right? Like angels mm -hmm. are her thing. And so we sent her the angel book and she was like, oh my gosh, I get it now. She goes, and I, now I get your book too. So what I love is it's taking the, the, uh, the mystical mainstream and it's talking to people in the language that they understand. So whatever way it is that lights you up, right? Like in my tribe, it's nature. And for your tribe, it's those guides, but there's a lot of crossover. And that's why I felt it was important to share what you were doing, um, share how we even got here. So would you just talk a little bit about about your book and what lights you up about the chance to share it in this way. Yeah, I think it goes before the book where it's, and I think a lot of people relate to this, is um, being spiritual people, sensitive people, also gifted, most of us, if not all of us, especially Anna Maria's tribe, um, and whoever's listening to this, you do have gifts, but you may have, like, covered them up or push them aside because you were told you were being sensitive, dramatic, imagining things, and all of the above. And uh, that definitely was my story from since I was a kid. Um, and I had these experiences since I was very, very little, but I didn't really understand them, and I was growing up in a lot of trauma. So 
everything was just kind of getting confusing and mixed in together. And it wasn't until they really started getting my attention by talking to me and calling my name and showing up at the end of my bed and all sorts of things happening that you can listen to on my podcast, Who Can It Be Now? Like there's all my stories are on that. And there's a lot of teaching tools on that as well. Um, but do buy the book too. But anyway, um, and it wasn't until like I was in a lot of therapy and they were just really getting my attention by locking me in rooms. That's just a whole story about it. And um, mm-hmm. I started working with a therapist who understands, understood mediums and psychics and I felt an energy leaning on me, and I said to her, there's something leaning on me, and she said, well, close your eyes and tell me what it is, and I went right into a channel session right away, and that started the journey with my guides, and I feel like the the thing that has made why this is my platform is they saved me because I was very suicidal, very depressed, didn't understand my place in this life, really preferred spending time in the ethers with them than really being walking this physical plane. Even though I had a successful career in TV, I won an Emmy, I was an actress. I, you know, I just wasn't happy with a lot of things that were happening. And it was through my discovery of them and working with them and communicating with them that I understood why I was meant to be here. And a lot of it is my work with them. Like they are teaching guides. So they're teaching through me. And that gave me, um, understanding and reason to be here and it made sense it all started making sense so why I love the book is because the way that I teach guides is I haven't seen it out there a lot no, I don't know every single teacher so I don't know what's out there fully but the way that I teach guides it really opens up a different type of experience for people I've been teaching people around the world for 15 years how to communicate with their guides so I know the feedback I get And it really allows them to empower themselves in that relationship. It's not about giving your soul up and giving yourself up. It's about co-creating a life with your guides and learning how to walk in this life and learn your symbolic language of your soul and know what they are communicating to you so you know where to go, who to talk to, what to say, and what to do. So that's the summary of it all. And I feel like the book is an incredible introduction to what guys are in the first intro. The stories are really magical and amazing. It helps you to remember. You're, a lot of people are going to read this and be like, oh, my goodness, that happened to me too. And it's going to allow you to identify with a part of you that you've forgotten. And then the last part is all experiential because I'm a big experiential teacher. Um, I teach through experience. I know Anna Maria does too. That's why we get along so well. And then the appendix, you get your very own guide, guides that were channeled to me. It is so cool. I love it because exactly the way that the book is set up is in those three parts and, you know, kind of explaining what the heck we're talking about. You're so good at that, right? Like I always reflect on that whenever I get to listen to you or whenever I get to work with you, you're no nonsense. You're no fluff. It's not that you have anything against rainbows or unicorns, but you are very practical and no nonsense in it and experiential. I feel like as a teacher, I've learned a lot from you about ways to take these things, these concepts, and allow people to experience them. So I, I, you know, just my own personal piece, am so delighted that we, we get to go through this process of becoming authors together in the same series, and each of us sharing 
you know, our, our own expertise and it, it, it makes it, it takes it to another level, right? Because having a book is great having, you know, having it published all of those pieces, but there's something that goes deeper when we take our personal history um, and even right. Like just the way we've been able to support each other through the process, it means so much. And so I'm so excited to share this particular work, but I feel like it's such a distillation of everything that you're teaching all the time. And it really gives people practical, hands-on way to connect with their guides, but also to learn about you, right? And if you're a teacher that resonates for them, I mean, people will know right away in, in that very first chapter. I think it's it's a fun way. And and so what has been, what's been the feedback that you've been getting from folks who, who, who just, you know, the book just came out, but who've been reading the book? Yeah. So before I go into that, I want to say something like Anna Marie and I do have similar teaching styles. It's why we work together really well. And what I adore about you, Anna Maria, is that we could both teach clairvoyancy and we bring tools and techniques that are different, but yet really work together. Like it's just, we, yeah. Anna Maria and I talk together and I don't partner up with anyone. I partner up with Anna Maria because she has my back more than I have my own back. Like she really takes care of me and I take care of her. You know, we, we really look out for each other and that's a great partnership and you don't always find that in the spiritual, unfortunately, but I love <laughs> both come at it I think that's what's so important about what we teach that it's not just one way is the only way there it's the more we get out this teaching where there's so many different ways of doing this work and you've got to find what's right for your body I always teach people you're the instrument your body is the instrument and you've got to learn how you're seeing hearing feeling sensing and knowing so that you can communicate with nature, with the world, with the universe, and with your guides. And it's not based on Mary Jo or, or, you know, Simone or whatever, who's out there out there. It's taking techniques and tools from teachers that you really resonate with and then making them your own. It's super powerful. So the feedback I've been yes. getting on the book so far, and I'd love to hear what you, you know what you have to say, but I just that people are loving it. And that means the world to me. And I don't think it's blow – people know not to blow smoke up my butt because I don't have any time for that. Um, <laughs> it's really becoming like a manifesto for them, like a way in order to create a very organic relationship with their own guides. And they feel empowered by it. They don't feel like they need um, a lot of bells and whistles to do it because I teach how you can do it just with breath. And it's simple techniques that anybody can do. So that's what I feel like the feedback has been like, wow, it's really shifting how I see myself in this world and what I can do in order to to bring the dreams to life, bring my dreams to life. Oh, I'm just taking it all in because it's so true. What, what I love about, again, the structure of the book in the, in the center, that second section where it's other people's stories. I feel like that just really sets a precedent for people either, like you said, to recognize, oh, my gosh, I've had that happen before, whether we recognized it as, you know, divine intervention or not. But also, to me, I, I talk about it like, you know, before someone did the four-minute mile running, no one could do mm -hmm. it. 
And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden someone did it, and now it's just, it's not even, a, you know, it's just what people do now, not me, <laughs> but some people. And I feel like the stories really kind of prime the pump and let people, I've had that experience where people said, you know, I, I started into those stories, and after reading that first intro section, all of a sudden, it started sparking them having these experiences themselves. And it's almost yeah. like we, we give permission, right? Like it's okay. It's safe. It's, it's, we should be having these experiences and back to the way that you teach. I feel like that's where people are really going to be able to dive in. It's not woo woo. It's, and again, nothing wrong with woo woo. I enjoy a little woo woo here and there too, but it's so practical, and even for people who say, like, oh, I don't see, or I don't hear, or I don't whatever, right? We always run in because everyone's wired differently, but the way that you teach it and the way that you share really helps people have an experience that they can know that they are connecting with their guides. I'm actually wondering if you would be willing to share uh, maybe one of the tips or techniques or, or something um, that would allow people to kind of get a little experience of you before we go into any questions. Yeah, I think one of the most important things, and it's something that you started this whole talk out with, we're in a time where as sensitive people, we are really feeling the climate of the world, and um, we're just feeling the climate of our own personal calling. I feel like What's happening, and Anna-Marie and I both know this because we've been talking quite a bit, you put your book out in the world, you're saying to the world, okay, I'm not going to hide anymore. Here I am. This is what I do. And with that comes a lot of, um, as much as it comes with opportunity and incredible experiences, it comes with a lot of shaky experiences as well. And having to meet those experiences has been very interesting to me because there's been moments of real emotional upheaval and insecurity And there's been moments of real empowerment. And I know that a lot of you are probably relating to that, no matter where you are in your life, where you're going to feel moments of real shakiness and moments of real excitement, right? And our guides, so I'm going to give you a tip and a technique is the reason why I'm saying this, but your guides are really there to help walk you through that. It's not to not have that experience because that experience is why we're here in this world. It's what you do with the experience that counts and matters and helps you to grow and expand. So for my own, I'm very transparent as Anna Maria is too, I've been having a lot of like emotions come up and I have them to lean into. And I'm going to give a quick story and then I'm going to give you a tool. So last night, I'm going through one of these right now. I'm having huge shifts and changes in my life and I'm making really big decisions, really big decisions. I'm standing in my power. I'm confronting things and people and situations and it's uncomfortable. And there's a, sometimes a lack of, you know, sometimes a, a feeling of insecurity or uncertainty, but I know my guides. And so last night I was walking in the forest where I usually see these owls, and I've been asking for the owls to come to me to reassure me of what I was doing. And they haven't shown up. And I was walking through the forest last night, and I was like, you know what, I really I need to know, like, I feel like what I'm doing and I was coming up and talking about a dream I have, and I'm like, it feels right to me. And I was like, I really would love to see the owls. And then I put my hands up in the air, and I said, you know what? I don't need to see the owls because I know my guides are leading me in the right direction, and it's going to, be continue, it's going to continue to be successful. 
Just then I turned to the left and what's sitting on the branch, not one owl, but two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Friggin' owls. Oh, my gosh. I, I have love it on that video. so much. <laughs> so what I want to invite people to do is to pick a guide. And I'd like you to pick somebody who's probably not a family member because we tend to think our dads are going to sound the same way that they sounded on the earth plane. And, and it's a little hard to detach so you can really hear the information. Pick an angel, ascended master, an animal, a color. It doesn't really matter. I talk about all the different types of guides. Pick something you resonate with and just go on a walk with them. But ask them to stand in a specific place. And there's a reason for this. So if I'm walking this road with Jesus and Jesus is to the right of me, I'm going to talk with Jesus, and my whole inner awareness is going to be on that location where Jesus is standing. And what that does for us is it gets us into really strong intention. We get into our inner awareness. We're not outside ourselves. So I teach, like, how to do it with breath, and you create an energetic umbilical cord with a guide. But even just walking down and say you've got Archangel Michael to the right of you, and every time you talk to him, your inner awareness goes to the – it could be in front of you, to the back of you, left. It doesn't matter. I'm just using the right as an example. My inner awareness is going to go to where Jesus or Archangel Michael is standing, and I'm going to be asking them questions. And whether you receive the answers or not, because you may not be used to hearing or seeing or feeling how it's coming through just yet because your mind chatters in the way, you're still opening the door to the answers because your intention alone is all you need to start the conversation. And then pay attention to what's going on around you. You can even ask, like, hey, Jesus, I'm struggling right now with my romantic relationship. Can you show me something in nature? Or can you just give me a sense of feeling or something I need to see right now? And then open your eyes, and all you may see is a green leaf or a stick on the ground. And let it mean something, because everything is information. So that would be my tip or technique. That's a great technique. And that part about where we direct our attention and intention, like that's so potent and powerful. This is what I was talking about, right? Like this is what I'm saying, folks. Marilyn gives you specific pieces that really tweak your field that allow you to experience it in a whole new way. So thank you for that. And I was thinking about, um, because my tribe knows too, right? Like it wasn't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns going through, you know, writing a book. <laughs> and there were, you know, there were days I was like, why the hell am I doing this? And yet what I, what's happened to me time and time again is I'm taken back to the book, right? Like, cause there is, and I know you did this too. It wasn't just you writing, you were allowing your guides to speak through you. Just like I was letting nature speak through me. What, what do you want to know guides or nature what do you guys want us as humans to know how can we connect and so there was a lot of amazing wisdom that came through that as i've gone through this process my own up leveling where i'm guided right back to the book you know you might want to check out the chapter on <laughs> or some of those pieces where i'm being taken even deeper into the truth that that i share and i teach and I'm being asked to apply it even more in my own life. And I think that there's a lot of irony in that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that a, a thousand percent. Because you know what I find with this material is that it has 
um, it's alive. There's something, there's a multidimensional conversation, as you know, Anna Maria, when we're speaking to nature, speaking to our guides, and really working with the synchronicity of the universe when we're in co-creation. And I feel like the material that we're putting out there is also multidimensional. And what that means is, like, and I know I just had this with something I was teaching, and I can't remember the exact example, but I was teaching something again that I taught before, and my community was like, oh, wait, I, they get it at a whole other level. And that is the, be the beauty of this work is it's in an evolution. It's constantly evolving. So you could read something, and this is like that in any type of great material in a book. You can read something, and then it, it apply, you apply it to your life, and it's got that feeling. It works, and then you go back and you read it again. You're like, wait a second. I have a whole other level of understanding. And your relationship with your guides, it's not one – it's like any type of relationship you have in your life. And that's what I talk about a lot, about relationships, because you meet someone – like Anna Marie and I met. We really did. We hit it off from day one. I just knew right away we were like kindred spirits. We just got along great. And it's that kind of a relationship. But then our relationship has grown, and I feel like over this past process, we've known each other I think like 10 years – We've gotten even closer now because I, I've leaned on her more than she's leaned on me through this process, and she's been there for me, and she's walked me through it, and we have talked more, and we've gotten closer. And that's a great, that's a great example of what guide relationships are because you grow your relationship with them. You get closer with them. You learn to trust them. They learn to trust you. And you are able to then really know, like, they're going to be there no matter what, and they're going to help you, and they're going to guide you. And even when you, they tell you to go left and you go right, and then you go right and it's really kind of messy, they're right there with you going, that's okay, this, this is why you did this, this is what happened, that's okay, we can, this is what's happening now, let's move this way. And they're always with you, never judging, and always giving you unconditional love, but they're not blowing smoke up your butt if you have the guys that I have. They are there for you to live <laughs> your, best, your best possible life, because that's what you want. So, yeah, absolutely. After that, so, you know, we all we run into folks that are like, you know, I've tried everything and I just yeah. I, I don't know who my guides are. I don't know. Maybe I don't even have or everybody else has them. And I apparently don't. What what does your book teach about that? Well, it's a very common problem, right, that people may have. And the problem is, is that they don't trust or they're doubting or they're not hearing the information because they're mind is negating it. Oh, that's coincidence. Oh, you're making it up. Oh, that can't be. Or um, I, I really want to see them. I really want to see them. And meanwhile, they're, they're talking to you. But you're negating that they're talking to you or you really want to see them and you're not paying attention to how you're feeling. So our guides will sometimes highlight one particular gift because that's the gift that's already turned on. It doesn't mean you can't grow other gifts or turn on the other gifts. They just develop each psychic ability so that you can have this incredible conversation with them and you multi-layer it. So the first thing I really have people do is a simple technique and tool. I ask people to trust for 30 days, no matter what. And anytime self-doubt comes in, they have to put their hands in the air if they want, and they say, I promise to trust for 30 days. I'm on day two. I have 28 days more. And whenever I do this with my communities, when I teach them, they are blown away by how simple of a technique and how powerful it is. Because what happens is they bring their consciousness to their own doubt, and they're saying, no, 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 I'm promising the trust. So doubt, you don't have any space in here right now. 
and then all of a sudden they start seeing the um, uh, the actual examples. I can't find the word right now. Um, the things that happen, the the evidence, the evidence starts coming through, and they start feeling better too. So that would be what I would tell people. Well, it gives such a great pattern interrupt because we're so stuck yeah. in our stories and our patterns and and even proving, right? Like I think about different <laughs> times in my own development where it's like, I'm going to do this, but just to prove that it doesn't work, right? Like, like I totally yeah. have that attitude sometimes. And when you are actually putting, you know, your guides to the test and yourself to the test, the clarity that starts to come through and, and again, making that pattern interrupt to allow the space for something else to show up. Um, it's really very powerful in there. So there's already been several great questions coming in. So I'd like to, if, if you're ready, I'd like to open it up for questions about guides, connecting with guides, um, those aspects, or if there's particular areas that, that you'd like to focus on, Marilyn, just let me know and we'll set them up to, uh, to ask their questions. Yeah, fine with the questions right now. There was something you said, though, that the pattern interrupt. I wanted to say something to it, but it'll come back to me. So, yeah, no, I'm fine with anything. I'm fine with questions. Perfect. So if you're on the phone, uh, star two on your dial pad will raise your hand. If you'd like to interact live with us, ask any questions about guides, connecting with guides, understanding these concepts a little bit deeper, or as many of you have already found, there is a Q&A box that you can write in your question. Um, so Tanya in Papillon writes in and says, could you speak to how our guides are here to help with different facets of our development? Thank you. I look forward to reading your book. Thank you, Tanya. So that's a great question, Tanya, and um, I love that question. So I'm going to give you two answers for this. One, what I've learned, and I've been channeling for like 15 years now, 16 years actually, um, our guides are direct reflectors of our soul. And what that means, and I didn't recognize this until five or six years ago, that they are basically holding up a mirror to our highest truth, our highest alignment, our highest light. And they are here to teach us, to help us get into alignment, to live from that place, to live in our own wisdom, and to um, really experience life from that place. So they're really there to show us like our highest light, our highest alignment. And then you can have guides that work on different aspects. And I talk about this in the book. So you can have a guide that's a love guide, a health guide, a main guide, a guide that helps you to bring in deceased loved ones, a guide that's marketing guide, um, philosophy guides. There's so many different guides that you can have. And they will work with you on those different aspects of your life for your own work. And for me, like a lot of those guides stepped in because I was doing readings in the beginning of my career. They were there for me to help, like, the per people coming in to direct their questions, you know. Like, if people would come in and I, you know, love guide would just step forward and be like, blah, 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 and I'd be like, okay, here you go. Um, the other thing is there's teachers. So teachers are a little bit different, and that's explained in the book, too. There was a time when I was opening up to really opening up deeper to my mediumship ability. Um, I believe mediumship is the same as channeling. I don't believe the – antiquated it's an antiquated view for me where you're only doing mediumship if you're speaking to deceased loved ones i don't follow that 
I believe that this is all mediumship. When you're, I'm taking all my information from my guides who are speaking to their your guides when they come in, and that is mediumship. That is channel. I am working as a medium between you and guidance. Now, with that said, there was a time when I was like, I really wanted to deepen my experience with um, deceased loved ones. And three mediums stepped forward from the realm, you know, the spirit realm, and they worked as teachers. They, they taught me for a while, and then they went away. So we can call on Einstein. We can call on Picasso. You'll know if you don't have their soul's permission or their conscious, you know, I believe everything is consciousness when it leaves here. I'm not going to get into that whole conversation now because I don't even know how to explain it yet. But <laughs> call on anything. And if you feel like, oh, wow, I really, really love, like Wayne Dyer, I did, did not resonate with him when he was alive. I even went to see him speak, and he was not for me. As soon as he passed, I felt such a deep connection to that man. And he has come through many times just to help me and guide me. So you can call on people like that that you absolutely love, and you'll know if they're going to work with you or not because you'll feel an openness in your heart, and then you can work with them, and it's really quite incredible. I love that piece about the infiniteness, right? Like there, there's no limitation. The only limitations that we have are what we put on ourselves. I can hear a lot of ahas in the group going, oh, my gosh, I never even thought about that, right? Like, oh, my gosh, I could connect with Wayne Dyer or Louise Hay or, or Edgar Casey or yeah. whoever. It might be. I mean, that really opens up a whole new world. I know personally for myself, I connect with uh, Ted Andrews all the time yeah. because of his, you know, animal speak and how it changed my whole friggin' life. <laughs> and so I know I talk to him a lot in, in a lot of different work that I do. And I talked to him when I was writing the book as well uh, because he was just such a profound teacher for me. So yeah, wait, I want to share one yeah, more thing real quick. And it's in the book as well. We also can speak to the energy of people living still. So sometimes I'm with Oprah or Tony Robbins or even Gary Vee, if anybody follows marketing business, because he's got such a sharp wit to him and he just cuts through stuff. And what happens is, is usually have that permission because there's something inside of you that is a resonance of it. Like there's a part of me that resonates with Oprah because I have a part of her in me, or there's a part of me that resonates with Tony Robbins because I have a part of him in me, whatever it may be. And I can just walk with those energies and ask them questions and I get direct answers because I really have a clear understanding of how they live their life or how they would guide me. So you can do it with people who are still alive too. And um, it doesn't harm them in any way because it's a part of you. We're all one, right? So that you're just lighting up that part of yourself. So I just wanted to add that part in. Well, it, it adds to the infiniteness. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. And again, right, like we thought we were hearing some ahas about, you know, talking to those who crossed over, and yet here we are, oh, my gosh, here's a whole other pool of guidance that we can yeah. tap into. Totally. Hmm. So Sarah in Windsor says, how can guides help you be comfortable with grief? Mm. That's a great question. It really is a great question. Um, you know, Sarah, for me, grief is such a personal journey. I have such a deep respect for anybody who's going at grieving because it is such a personal journey. When I was grieving my father's passing, I recognized that all time 
got crumpled up like a white piece of paper in front of me. There was no past, present, or future. It all just collided into one moment, into that grieving moment. And I feel like our guides can help us to make sense of our relationship with the person and how to continue the relationship with the person. So for, for me, grief can be so so overwhelming and you have to allow yourself to feel it and really express it and let it out. And I feel in those moments when I'm grieving, that is when I feel my guides the most holding me. And a lot of times what they're whispering in my ear is, oh my goodness, there's something so amazing on the other side of this. Let it out. Let it go. Let yourself go through this because there's something so much greater, so much brighter. And I could feel their energy around me when I allow myself to go to that place. And then when I'm grieving a particular person who's passed, I know that they're going to help me to work with that individual because relationships transcend time and space. And when you work with a spirit who's on the other side, the relationship can be so much more intimate, so much more powerful than you can even imagine. So that would be my answer there. Um, But I would say just that scratching the surface because everybody, this is what my guides are saying right now, everybody's experience with their guides and how they can help them through grief, it's their experience. So you get to paint the picture however you like. So what they mean by that is they're saying just ask your guides how you would like to be supported through this experience and then lean into that support. And sometimes what I do, what I used to do, I would literally lean back in my chair and feel them. And even if you think, like, I'm just imagining this, physically do it with your body, and you will feel something. Because you doing that, you're accepting that something is there, and you're going to feel that support. That, that is a beautiful explanation of that. And a great way to walk people through that. Um, grief is so complex and like you said it's such a personal journey and if ever we were going to ask for exactly what we needed in a time when we didn't know what we needed it's that grief journey so thank you for sharing that that that's really powerful you're welcome so we have um sherry in massachusetts who says hi anna maria and marilyn My question is that I've been told that I'm a powerful healer by different readers. If that's true, (laughs) I love that the question goes that way. Why haven't I been able to heal a simple cavity that I have? It's been over a year. Thank you for any insights. That's a great question because you could also put in there, I've been told I'm a powerful reader, medium, whatever, or animal communicator, why can't I, you know, talk to my dog? Why can't I, whatever. So that that's a really good question. Yeah, you know what, I what was her name? Sherry. Sherry, Sherry I like to say the name because then I get into the vibration of the person. Yeah. So that question I I would hear from people a lot, like when they're told something from a reader, I'm a I'm a healer, and then they get stuck in their tracks because they don't know what that means necessarily. So I want to just do two parts here, whether this speaks to you or not, and then I promise to answer your question. But the part I want to speak to is what I found with a lot of people that have been told that 
is they're like, well, I don't know what that, should I do Reiki? Should I do Theta? Should I do Matrix Energetics? What kind of healing should I do? I don't know what kind of healing, and they're afraid to get it wrong, right? And I don't know that that's your experience, Sherry, but I want to share it. And I'm like, just pick something because it's a lot of things. It doesn't matter. You can't get it wrong. If you resonate with the statement that you're a powerful healer, just own that. Own it. And what I feel like is happening to you, Sherry, is you're not owning it fully. Now, I don't speak to physical stuff because I am not a medical intuitive, and I feel that there's too many liabilities around it. So there may be some practical things that have to be done with cavity. I don't know. But what I would say to you is, are you really owning the fact that you are a powerful healer? And if so, how are you working with your own instrument? How are you working with yourself physically? And if there's any self-doubt in there, then that might be getting in the way of you healing yourself. So if you're a powerful healer, do you feel like it's in your hands? If it's in your hands, how are you working with it? Are you putting it over your mouth every night and believing that you can be healed? Because what I've learned about healers is you can go to the most powerful healer in the world, but if you don't believe that you can be healed, that can create a roadblock in the healing. Many times I'm very picky about who I'll work with in a healing capacity because my experience of healers has been that they take a God complex on. I'm sorry, I'm just being really honest. So the healers that I've chosen to work with, when I go to them, I really give, I trust them completely, and I give myself up to them with the expectation of being healed. And normally what comes out of that, that situation, that experience, is a profound experience. So are you believing that you can be healed of this ailment now work on healing yourself. And that might, I hope, that's what I feel. So I'm just going to be honest with that. What do you feel, Anna Marie, about that? Well, it's a, it's a super great question. And I probably hear things like that very often in, you know, private sessions and, and so on. And to me, it equates with, right, when I'm helping people remember how to communicate with animals, I think it's hardest to use your own animal as yeah you know, as your lab partner, because we have so much self-doubt, first of all, of our own and that we've taken on from other people. And we can really muddy up the messages when they're coming in. In fact, right in my own program, I suggest people don't read for their own animals or for friends or family uh, until they're done with all their practice sessions, because there's just too much energetic entanglements that can happen and throw you off. It's like when people are trying to develop their uh, in- intuition and then they play these psychic guessing games and they're like, oh, if yeah, I get this yeah. right, then I'm psychic, right? Or if I get this wrong, then I'm not psychic. It's just so silly and it just creates more evidence against ourselves instead of standing in our power and moving forward. So, um, I feel like, you know, even some of the most potent healers that I've met, they will oftentimes have their own issues, their own physical issues that they haven't been able to uh, heal for whatever reason. And we often see the wounded healers, right? Like where they're helping everybody else, but they're a hot friggin' mess. And to me, it it all comes down to self-doubt. And and I love that exercise you gave earlier with like for 30 days, I'm going to doubt my doubts. (laughs) That's just what I'm going to practice this month because I feel like it extends into so many different areas. Um, 
and again, healing can take the way that it looks. Yeah, there can be the spontaneous healing. Those are they're you're, it, percentage wise, you're not seeing those the same way as the folks that are raising their vibration and and bringing their energy, their life, their physicality into alignment, and then you start to see the thing, the physical issues start to dissolve. So it's just we think it should look one way and when it doesn't look like that then it throws our face and and then we go into the doubt and you know we, the, if we're beating the drum of doubt that's what we're going to get i i agree with that i love that so we are coming into the last 10 minutes and i like to um always do like a mini reading uh, for folks, you know, so those who either didn't get their questions answered or folks who are listening in on the replay, right, because we both have such a global tribe and everyone can't be in the same space at the same time all, all of the time. So I love that we have those replays. Um, so I'm going to be taking folks through a mini reading here in just a second, but there was another comment in here. Uh, Florentine in um, Amsterdam says, Hi, two of my favorite teachers. Have a beautiful time together. I will catch you on the replay. Thank you both for whom you are and for what you share. Oh, that was super kind, Miss Florentine. Thank uh, you. Isn't that sweet? She she's such a sweetheart. Uh and she's actually in my book. So let me just give a shout out for the books, right? Like go to your favorite online bookstore and pull up one of them and then do yourself a favor and put both my book and her book in your shopping cart. And you're going to have some really great reading. I actually had, I got a, a text from a friend today who had, hadn't bought my book yet, right? She was waiting to get it from me. And so she borrowed a friend's book and she took it camping and she said, and nature decided to interact with us and the book met water. <laughs> and so uh, she was saying now she has to buy a couple books to make up for the one that she destroyed. <laughs> plus she still needed one. So That's I thought that was hysterical. And then we had a conversation about water, right? And emotions and <laughs> how they can be problematic if, if you're not allowing them. So um, we have one more uh, question in here before I go into the mini reading, and it's from uh, Bonnie and Roanoke. And she said, are guides truly separate from me? An angel, a tree, uh, an animal, Oprah, Wayne Dyer, et cetera, or are they, or, or do they just represent a part or a reflection of me I've lost connection to? Do they know anything I don't? If I could truly tune in, or are they more of a way, a tool to help me tune into myself, my higher self, et cetera? I feel I have a cadre of beings around me, and that feels supportive, but I have not yet been able to hear or communicate with them. I feel there are, pretty, there are some pretty strong blocks, patterns, personas, protectors, saboteurs in my way. Oh, wow, Bonnie, that, that's some potent stuff that you mentioned there. <laughs> um, so I agree with you, Anna Maria, that response. So um, they are reflections of your soul, of your higher self. You can see them as parts of yourself. That is fine because if we're getting into the conversation and everything is one, um, they hold a, that consciousness of yourself, that wisdom that you are lighting up. They are a technique and tool for you to get into that wisdom 
They, um, my guides show up outside of me. So a lot of this is in the book, and I really would suggest you buy the book because it does explain why I feel you have to develop a relationship with your guide as if you're developing a relationship with a human being, anyone, because it helps you to really get the guidance that you need from them. Because if my guides showed up as just parts of myself, and they just showed up as like your higher self, you, you know what looks like you. If my guide showed up as just parts of me, I wouldn't have listened to them because I would have been like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like 25-year-old Marilyn. <laughs> but when they showed up as the beings they are, you know, and they are reflections of my highest truth, I, and I didn't even know that part in the beginning, I did listen to them because I revered them. I trusted them. They just came in with such a powerful, unconditional love for me. And I'm telling you, at that point in my life, if I just showed up with unconditional love for myself, I would have not bought it. I would have not believed it. Now, I would suggest for you, especially, Bonnie, to learn how to work with them in relationship to you because you said yourself you're very conscious of what's getting in the way, which is the sabotaging and all of that. And if you learn to direct your intention and your attention and your intention to another being, that has your highest light in their um, realm, what they want, then you're going to be able to move yourself out of the way so you could get the communication that they want to deliver to you. But if you're just focused on what's not working, then it's going to be hard to hear what they want to say. And what you're sharing, Bonnie, by the way, it's not uncommon. It's really not. And the techniques, I feel like, my guides are teaching guides, and what that means, and I didn't know this when they first came to me, they said we're teaching guides, and that's because Google did not exist. Bookstores maybe had a couple of books on this topic, so I had to really learn, and there wasn't even that many teachers teaching it. I really had to learn from them how to see, hear, feel, sense, and know. It's not to say I didn't study, too, or read some things. And through that experience, I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry, but um, Oh, the teaching guides, they, I teach techniques and tools so that you can access the information yourself. I'm not a coach. I'm taking that off my bio. I am teaching you how to coach yourself. So what I would suggest you do, if you, if you feel called to, buy the book and really work with the tools and techniques in the book, and I feel like you will have a different experience um, with them. Because if I'm outside just talking to a redwood tree, I'm already taking the attention off my own thoughts and I'm looking at the bark and I'm looking at the tree and I'm feeling the tree with my hand and I'm letting the tree fill me up with its energy. I'm already out of my self-doubt and I'm experiencing the tree and the magic the tree has to offer to me. And that really will help you to develop the skills inside yourself to have really great communication with your guides, sweetie. Great question, by the way. That's what I was just thinking. I feel like all of the questions really tapped into, you know, pieces that are tough for people to comprehend, understand, or move past. And Bonnie actually just wrote in, thank you. So that that's phenomenal. And I feel like the insights that have come through really give a well-rounded approach. And of course, you know, the specifics can be found um, in the book. So I would love to do a mini reading to give everybody a little guidance today. Let, let them hear from specific, some specific guides. So if everyone will just feel in to the question that's on your heart or mind right now, 
Just take a couple deep breaths and feel in to see if you're drawn to number one, to number two, or to number three. For those of you who are drawn to number one, you've got the bird energy of Robin coming through for you. And Robin is showing you the possibility for new growth and renewal. So it's time to sing a different song <laughs> and call in that new growth and renewal, those of you who chose number one. For those of you who chose number two, you've got that moon wisdom coming through for you. We've got this third quarter moon, right? We're after the full moon. It's getting smaller. It's exactly half right now in this final quarter. And the message coming from the moon is it's time to reevaluate. After the illuminating time of the full moon, where do you need to do some course adjustments? Reevaluate your intentions. What needs to be adjusted? That third quarter moon wisdom guiding you for those of you who chose number two. Those of you who chose number three, you've got that energy of the wildflowers guiding you. And they are pointing out and telling you to be on the lookout for unexpected blessings and beauty. So those of you who chose number three, it's time to pay attention for that unexpected beauty and blessings. So much fun. Uh, Marilyn, did you play? Did you, did you have did, a message come through for you? It was perfect. Yeah, I did. It I love that. One. Absolutely perfect. Thank you so much, Anna Maria. That was great. Thank you, everyone. Well, I want to tell you something, too. We've got a family of Robins, and they're having uh, their babies right underneath our deck here. <laughs> and so I oh. get to watch them going back and forth <laughs> over and over. That's and I was like, okay, you guys can totally be in the reading today. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Well, you know, here we are at the top of the hour. So in closing, uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you uh, to learn more and, and how to get your book? Yeah, so you can go to my website, MarilynAloria.com, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-A-L-A-U-R-I-A, MarilynAloria.com forward slash book. Um, I'm sure if you just even uh, put in Marilyn's guidebook, it might come up because I know in Amazon, like, things come up. And then I'm also very active on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you can follow my personal profile or you can follow my business page. I, I do things on both of those. And it's me who's communicating with people. I used to have a, um, people do it for me, and I don't do that anymore. So now it's me communicating with people. So if you have a, a question about the book or something like that, please do DM me, direct message me, and I will answer it. And that's it. Thank you so much, Anna Maria. And I want everybody to know the last thing is your questions were really phenomenal. No judgment on yourselves. You're all like, they were just such beautiful questions. They were such great teaching tools. And they really are going to help you to grow and expand in your relationship with your guides if that's what you wish for. So thank you so much. Thanks, Anna Maria. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Thanks to everyone. Uh, pick up her book on guides, my book on nature. And until next time, sweet lights.